This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, boys, it's time for Andy's favorite segment, basically everyone's favorite segment on Six Rings of Football Things, Pat's Puri. Mike, this is where we have a potpourri of Patriots-related topics, and we just sort of toss them about in a nice, fun, digestible, free forum, getting everyone's takes and spins on the news, notes, and nuggets swirling about Pat's nation. So let's begin with something I saw you tweet out, one of the nice, uh, one of the few smiles I had on Celtics Disaster Eve, which was, DeAndre Hopkins tweeting out watching Super Bowl 51 highlights while he works out. Andy's going to jump in right now and be like, it means nothing. Move on. <laughs> but I want to know, does it maybe mean something? And or how do you feel about DeAndre Hopkins? Are you team spend what you need to and bring him in because you need a veteran presence and a number one? Or are you team? I think his best days are behind him. And it's not worth disrupting any development uh, of the guys that you have on the team for someone like him who may or may not still have it. Well, it was interesting. You know, he he posts he posts his video on Instagram. He's working out, at, which looked like just a local gym. Which I guess that's what happens when you get released from a team. You have nowhere to work out, so you got to go to you know the local Planet Fitness or Lifetime. But uh, yeah, he's watching Patriots uh, Super Bowl Fifty One highlights, and apparently, I saw from Zach Cox from Nesson this morning. Uh, he has since deleted the Instagram story. Whatever that may mean. Ooh. Sideways uh, googly eyes, yeah. googly eyes. Uh oh, eyes, yeah. eyes, eyes, eyes. Yeah, the, you got the, the thinking <laughs> emoji too. So, uh, no, I think again, you, you talk about guys, guys like me. You know, maybe buying it, not buying into, but taking everything with uh, not so much a grain of salt on Instagram. Again, he's just working out. Maybe he's just doing it to, you know, churn churn the table. Tur- excuse me, churn uh you know, turn it up himself, right? Yeah. On Instagram. Um, kind of chum in so, the waters or whatever. Just, yeah, you know, right. Make people they talk. They all love attention. They're all exactly. whores. They want right. the attention. They yes. can't live without it. So I yeah. think that's all that is. I don't think that's really anything to necessarily look into. But, you know, people find it interesting. And so you roll with it. But uh, as far as Hopkins himself as a player, uh, I think he would be a solid, uh, a solid addition. He knows Bill O'Brien's system. Um, if everything that happened between you know, O'Brien and Hopkins and Houston is truly water under the bridge, then I say you take a shot for the right price. I mean, don't, don't, uh, don't go crazy. You know, don't put the rest of your salary cap towards him as a, you know, on a three, four year deal with a bunch of guaranteed money. But um, no, I think he's, he would be a quality number one ish option, which would allow Juju to, you know, have an even better season, which I mentioned before. And so um, I'd go for it for the right price, but I don't think you need to, you know, go crazy for him. All right, so you are making your way Wednesday down to Foxborough for the next day in OTAs. This is the first media avail, correct, Andy, during the OTA mm-hmm. se- OTA session since last week. It was week. supposed to be one, but a thing happened. So well, yeah, what 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 it's happened last week? Something. Do you, you know, like do? Oh God, it's That's weird. A- they they give you a time limit and you choose to ignore the time limit, and then by some reports they tell you stop ignoring the time limit, and you still ignore the time limit. 
Oh, it's so Patriots. That's so Patriots. <laughs> That's a, that should be the new name of a segment on here. That's so Patriots. We should do that. We really should. Hold on, I'm actually like writing it. it down right now. I like that very much. Good job, Andy. Between that and the game show you brought up on the fly this weekend with our Celtics recap, Andy, you've yep. been on point with the irreverent and uh, off-key, and I am here for it, uh, damn near celebrating it. But So what's next in the OTA process? Like what, what happens next? What do we look for? Is it just... What what are the, what are they doing between now, Andy and Mike? What are they what what do we look for, Andy? Or what are they doing that between like now and June twelfth when like mini camp breaks out? Well, the first thing we we get Bill Belichick availability, which is now even more interesting oh. after the slap on the wrist and the finding from the league, but also just interesting in terms of you're in the process now. You're on the field with players, and they're coming together. And he'll emphasize that it's a teaching camp and not a uh, evaluation uh, period, but there is evaluation going on at all times. We know that like you are last year, players were evaluating this time and they were evaluating that, boy, this offense blows. And this guy seems to be a bit of a boob and they were dead, right. Come three months later, five months later, eight months later. So two way streets of evaluation will be taking place. I actually think this time around players will be like, wow, this guy really seems like he knows what he's doing over there that calling these offensive plays. This is nice to have. So we're not running into each other. This is insane. No, no. like we have spacing (laughs) and like the quarterback seems happier and I seem happier and everybody's happy. Um, But also like Mike's guy, you know, Juju Smith Schuster, first look at where he is, Mike Kosicki, where he is, what personnel groups they're trying out, they're throwing out there. Now I will say historically they throw weird things at you in this time period, even in training camp, like, they, they put people in the most difficult positions to learn. And then if it doesn't work, if they decide that's not how they're going to use it, then they put them back sort of in their more traditional usage. So we can have overreactions here, whether it's, oh, my God, what are they doing with Mike Kosicki? He's always blah, 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 blah. like, OK, relax, see what see where we get to in a month or two. But the evaluations of personnel again. If Mike's people are going to get all jazzed up because of uh, Christian Gonzalez in shorts and a T-shirt, well, now he'll be in shorts and a T-shirt opposite an actual receiver so it's gonna be fun time in foxborough yeah that's what i'm looking forward to too uh just you know the position groupings and who reps with who yep. um and again there's not yeah it, it definitely matters and uh again i think personally it would be silly uh, we have i don't even think we kind of sound like bill belichick this offseason i don't think we've said the name mac jones once on this show and we've been recording for almost a half hour well, and i don't wow. know like, wow how about that good on yeah you're it's right, funny man. that he's the, he's the entire story all at once, but also not really the story because yeah. there's so much new around him where it's just like his hype. He was overhyped. Now he's probably underhyped. So reality will be somewhere in the middle. He slides in or whether you average out Pro Bowl playoff rookie year to ugh, basement turd show second year. Well, that just averages out to I think I saw Chris Sims. 20th best quarterback like he's just a middle of the road guy in year three now with plenty to prove but not a lot of I don't know hype around him so yeah we'll be watching all of that now as you just said reps matter and if we're like hey uh this is the third uh thing they've done in a row where Bailey Zappi took the first rep should we read anything into now I don't think that's actually going to happen but if it did that'll be a story Bailey Zappi's at the Celtics all the time we can blame him for why the Celtics fall on their face yeah, oh. maybe he's the reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he's been well, come on, the man just got engaged. Let him live Zappily ever after. Come on, stop, no, Andy. Let him 
Yeah, well, he did it, so I'm just I'm just parroting what he did in the first place. You think he's zappy with his decision? Oh, just all right. Take a timeout. Take a let. Maybe a powder, a shower, or maybe whatever. If I had the if I had the Tony Reale button, I would mute you for a second. <laughs> uh, no, it'll be. I see. I the one thing I'm really looking forward to most is the potent with Bill O'Brien and all these guys is the positional versatility and flexibility on the offense. Like what are they like with Mike Kosicki, who's a tight end, who's a wide receiver in tight ends clothing, Kendrick Bourne coming back to the party after being thoroughly irrelevant last year, because he was in the doghouse and frustrated and just didn't jive with the offense. I don't think anyone really did. Uh, you know, your boy, James Robinson, how they're going to utilize him. Will they have he and Ramondre on the field at the same time? Does Ty Montgomery factor back in? What do they get out of Pierre Strong? Can Tyquan Thornton stretch the field and open it up so that there's actually room for these guys to operate? That's going to be part of the fun. And just like getting the first glimpses of that starting now into minicamp is going to be some nice uh, some nice food for us to chew on over the next couple of weeks. I can't wait to see. Uh, two more things, boys. Uh, so there was a story over the weekend. Uh, old uh, Jimmy Garoppolo apparently failed his physical uh and had off-season foot surgery should be ready should be ready for the start of the season however you know where it's going andy you know where it there's already odds one of those like offline books has tom brady if if jimmy garoppolo doesn't start the opener tom brady's the most likely to do like what are we doing here (laughs) what are we doing what are we can you imagine wait can you imagine the uproar just think for one second what the uproar would be like if Garoppolo, if they invalidate the contract and they just say like, you know, that's it. No, the foot's an issue. And my Raiders minority owner, Tom Brady, gets the start under setter. And now they have to postpone Tom Brady Day, which they just went through announcing and all the all the amnesty and the good vibes that that brought back to Foxborough. People stock, you know, getting their 12 jerseys out of storage, maybe even making a few impulse purchases to get ready for September 10th. Just what would happen? What would the what would the shock? Can that even happen? I believe he he would need the votes of all thirty-two owners would have to vote for it. So now the one thing I stake is that that's the one thing I don't know how quickly he could divest himself. You put an escrow like what happens? Yeah, Yeah, I I, it's a weird situation. It's it's so Tom Brady. It's like there's always something around him. He's become just this like traveling story in the the end of his career the way everything you know his final couple of years in new england then in Tan- everything is is just weird there's always Kim something kardashian. About- yes oh my god now right. he's good with a kardashian there. although there were the reese witherspoon rumors first before the Kardashian. like he's a constant he, he's perfect for your world mike like the, the i was Twitter just gonna and- say andy i'm gonna make you talk about this all the time oh, well i, I gotta be in. honest with you Atta boy. Atta boy. a couple of fitzy points from mikey k all right <laughs> So Tony I push back ding, on ding, it ding. a lot, but I'm kind of interested in the Brady Kardashian thing. It's yeah. so crazy. Like it's the, the, the D hop stuff or like those little like googly eyes on Twitter. Those That's annoy me. Oh, look at who this person is following or the likes and this. But if he's with Kim Kardashian, that's a whole different level. That's like worlds yeah. colliding. That's like Hogan and Savage. The mega powers come together like that. I'm actually really interested in because and I'm interested in the angle of what's Giselle thinking? Like if she sees Tom oh, with Kim Kardashian, oh, like there's so many <laughs> layers for that. The fit that she would throw in her house, I would hell hath no fury. And also you have to think like, aside from Brady and Kim Kardashian being two ridiculously sculpted and engineered, beautiful people, like both would probably have to have multiple people in the room before they even go out in their 
first date to oh, see yeah. like the flash and be like, all right, so here's the arrangements. This is good for both brands. We agree upon three tweets yeah. about each other per week. Like, you know, it would be a whole structured and engineered union temporarily, probably. And I would I love, love to read that prenup. Uh, yes. I, I would kill to see that yeah. document. I would kill to hear the voice that Giselle used. My husband not, cannot throw the ball and catch it too. That voice going off on, she just found out Brady's dating Kim Kardashian. Oh my, for that audio. King's ransom for that audio, baby. Uh, see, then this is all the fun stuff. Andy and I are busy attending to a thousand other different matters, and you get to go clean up in Isle Brady all these things now, Mike, at WEEI and for, oh, with man. all the host of responsibilities. What fun this is going to be for you, pal. Let's go. Um, all right, and last one real quick. Fun little exercise, guys. I saw this tweet uh, about a little over a week ago, grabbed it, and uh, tucked it away for not a rainy day, but just a quick chance to Beautiful. talk some uh, talk some Pat's pre-mini camp. This would be a great first way to get a feel on the roster of what Mike sees uh, as the best parts, the highs and lows and more. So uh, it is the Patriots Superlatives 2023. We're talking most overrated, underrated, best player, key new addition, surprise, leap year, prove it, et cetera. So I'm just going to throw it out there. You guys give me a quick reaction uh, with a name, and then I'll give you mine afterwards. So let's start with the most overrated player currently on the New England Patriots. Okay, feel free, Andy, Mike, jump in whenever you want. You got to think uh, about this. You dropped it yeah. on us quickly. I know, it's kind of fun, though. It's a quick reaction. All right, I'll give, you my, I'll give you my... If I'm going to say most overrated, I'm being disrespectful. I need to be disrespectful yeah. with some thought behind it. Okay, well, I, I saw a number of different names from Mac Jones. Some people online wrote Bill Belichick. Mine, personally, was Cole Strange. What? That's stupid. Overrated, I, I'll tell you, and I'll tell you why. It's not stupid. It's my opinion. Okay. All right. Okay. There's no fine. stupid opinions, just stupid people with opinions. Uh, uh, okay. All right. The reason why I said Cole Strange is because the way that they just went about taking all these guards in the fourth and fifth round, like the the investment in like City Sao and Antonio Mafia, et cetera, people they found like Michael Wenyu, who end up working in the sixth round. To me, this is not even so much me coming after the player as much as it is coming after the player and the pick. Because if you expect this guy to be a world-class starter from the first round, but you can get comparable talent in the fourth, fifth, or sixth round, then what a waste of a draft pick and what a step backwards that was last year. So it's kind of a two-pronged approach to saying most overrated, but that's my thinking behind it. So I think I like the Belichick one. I, I just, and I see, I had a feeling you would, that's why I dropped it. In part, that's due to the rating he built up over 20 years. Like, he raised the bar so high that he's no longer meeting his own expectations with decision-making, winning, success, all of those things post-Tom Brady. But if I was going to go with a player, this is a weird one because I think the player is at a crossroads, and I'm not sure what I think of him. But Josh Uche, I, you have 11 and a half sacks over the second half that's of last one. season as a, a pure kind of pass rusher, athlete, role player does he take it to the next level can he even maintain that does he just live off oh i'm a double digit sack guy for a few years so i don't know if overrated but it, this is an interesting time period for josh uche in a contract year coming off 11 and a half sacks over a half a season mike i'm gonna go and i have two in my head so i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with calvin anderson and i know he's that nobody's like you know fawning over him as far as like he's gonna be you know 
one of the best tackles on the team. That. But you but I would be there. I would have never ever guessed that no. the guy that might be competing with Riley Reef in the Hobo Royale for right tackle on the Patriots would I'll be give you a better one after, I, after okay. I give my Calvin Anderson uh reasoning, then I'll give you a better one. But no, I think everyone thinks that he's just gonna make the team. I think that everyone just thinks that Calvin yeah. Anderson is just coming in here, he's gonna be here, and he's gonna be. You know, whether it's the starting tackle or a swing tackle, I think there's a high chance that he's, you know, cut right away. I think with City Sal coming in, uh, wow. I think Riley Reef is going to take it, take on that position right away. I think Reef is objectively better. Um, and again, overrated is strong because I don't know how you're right, how much people are yeah. really clamoring over Calvin Anderson, but uh, got to bring the hot takes in on the first episode. <laughs> yeah. But, he's not afraid uh, to go build and go big. All right. And who's your bet? Who's the backup I, slash 1A? The other one was Hunter Henry. Um, I, I wonder. Ooh, I wonder about. There we go. Claire, bit, uh, somewhere, classy Claire, not happy. Oh, yeah. it's, I know. I know. Like uh, I Hunter know. Henry's wife and Sophie Scott are all like, "Ew, bad Dedham vibes." Yeah. Right. No, I know. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good point. I know. I gotta, gotta represent the whole. <laughs> watch out! If you see them at Whole Foods, they're gonna be like, um, "We were gonna follow you, Mike." Uh, <laughs> I know. Is it? Is it Kit Kat? No, it's Cadillac. Yeah, we're. We're good. Yeah, we yeah, didn't like that. Get something you can lick right in. <laughs> oh, and eight. What? Yeah, there we go. Uh, no, yeah, uh, I'll, I know, I'll run into them at, at Legacy Place, and I'm, instead of you know trying yeah. to get a scoop, they're going to ignore me. But uh, no, 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 I think I just think again. I wonder. They they have no blocking tight ends at all. I, I, like they just have you know essentially two de facto wide receivers because neither mm-hmm. him or Gasicki are real. You know. Inline blocker powerhouses, yeah. They're, not, they're not threats in the run game. And so um, I just wonder how much of a, an impact he'll actually have this season. Um, yeah. All right, that's, that, just, that's, the, fun, that's the most fun one to chew on because of the fact yeah. that it can get us into hot water. It could be a take that comes back to bite us in the ass or that we could victory lap on. Uh, let's just go. Let's try to move quickly through these other ones. Who do you think is most underrated? Mine was Mac Jones. James Robinson. John All Jones. Right. Ooh, good call. All right, uh, good one all around right there, boys. Uh, who's the best player on the Patriots? I think uh, there's two answers there. I went Mondre. Uh, I would go Matthew Judon, but I think he is also a candidate for most overrated once I saw those top 100 ballots that had him at number, was it five? Five and nine and 11. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. he's not the fifth best player in the NFL. He's probably not even the fifth best defensive player in the NFL, but on the Patriots, he's really good and he's been consistent. You got to give him credit for what he is consistently. Yeah, it's Judon. No question. Uh, yeah, it's Judon. Yeah, it's Judon. Okay. <laughs> he uh, just said no question and then questioned himself. <laughs> Look what we've already done to him. Man, one day. We broke him. One pot and we broke him. Oh, no. Oh, no. What have I done? <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Key new addition. I think we can all say on three, we should all just say his nickname on three. One, two, three. Gonzo. Gonzo. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. That was easy. Uh, good job. Uh, could surprise. I had James Robinson. Yeah. Won't be a surprise to some of us. Yes. I, yes. Engineer. I know. I understand. <laughs> who do you think, Andy, who are you looking for? Potentially a, a surprise, whether you want to call it a bounce back season, um, out of nowhere, you have tempered or lowered expectations for who do you think that could be? Um, I'm going to say Jalen Mills. Now, I don't know if he really qualifies, but I think he's now in the role he should be and was probably brought here to be, which was a, um, piece in the back end, not a pure corner, not your number one corner by any means. And emergency fill in for McCordy. Well, now McCordy's gone. So now it's kind of your, I, I think in that, whatever that role is specifically is going to be for him as a free safety type. I think his skills are better suited to that. So I think you could see good return on investment there. 
I'm going to go with Jack Jones. I think, uh, you know, with the way his season ended last year, obviously, you know, Fitz, you said it could be a kind of bounce back type. Um, mm-hmm. I think he was re- he was really solid before his injury. Um, you know, obviously, remember the pick six against Rodgers. I think he did. Mm-hmm. He had the acrobatic one in, in the red uniforms against the Lions. So he has the skill set. It's going to be whether he can, you know, keep his head on straight. So if he does that, I think he could be uh, he could end up being their other boundary corner opposite of Christian Gonzalez when it's all said and done. It's funny because the next one is who takes a leap in 2023. And that's where I have Jack Jones, because I think he actually when healthy with his head, hopefully screwed on a bit more straight uh, can be a key cog in the defense this year, which is going to have to uh, keep the Patriots in big games. Andy. What's the exact takes a leap? takes a leap. Yeah. Who, who, who is this? You know, for example, like Tyquan Thornton would be a candidate because he like does next to nothing last year. You were unhappy with his game in the second half of the season. A good Christian man, Christian Barmore, who went from the there next Aaron go. Donald a year ago to, I think people are kind of sleeping on him. And I still think he has ridiculous upside. And I think some of the versatility of everybody else around him on the defensive front will help him in his matchups. Christian Barmore will take a massive leap. If I could redo my underrated, I would change it to Christian Barmore. Uh, <laughs> I think that... Uh, yeah, See, clearly I don't have I don't have much conviction. I think that's what you guys can tell from me. I'm not really no. Uh, what, what what was the wording here? The wording here exactly was who takes a leap. Oh okay, uh, Mac Jones. Ooh. Oh, there we go. Okay, no, that's a viable. Good, good for now, you. Now, is that a leap in, in production or a leap off the Tobin Bridge because his <laughs> career that was once on track for a quarter of a billion dollars is dead? Uh, see, see? Production. I'm sorry. My, I, 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 we, we should have had a 30-minute prep meeting where you get ready for just the Andy Hart experience overall. Andy Mike. can be a lot, Mike. It's You're a, it's a lot. That. The I, report- wish I, went through, I wish I went through training prior to recording. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no regrets now, kid. We got you locked in for at least a year. Uh, and finally, prove it year. I went with Ronnie Perkins because this guy has done nothing in the first two years since the Patriots drafted him. So I guess anything would be something, but either like earn your spot or kick rocks and join the, you know, the Sean Crables and the Jermaine Cunninghams and the other defensive, um, or Jake Paquette, uh, like all the, the, these other guys who came in like, Hey, this guy should be able to play like, no, he can't. And it was kind of a whiff of a pick. So I go Ronnie Perkins and a, I'm going to go back to the Josh Uche well. Um, a double because, Uche. Hmm. Well, That's you know funny. that Judon has always said Uche is the best pass rusher on the team. Everybody's talked about his skills. He's in a contract year. This is a really interesting year for him. And if he proves he's what he was over the second half, even if he's a um, a secondary rusher, like really kind of living a little bit off Judon, but on the other side, like rotational guy, if you get double-digit sacks – you get paid. It does. It almost doesn't matter the details of how you got there. Um, so I'll go Josh Uche. I'm going to go Kendrick Bourne. Uh, All right. he, he was in the doghouse last year for some some reason. Um, maybe it was, you know, maybe it should have happened. Maybe it shouldn't, whatever. We don't really know. Um, there was a little bit of rumors. But anyway, he was good here his first season. He was solid. And then last season, last year, he was put on the shelf. And uh, he's going to have an opportunity. He's going to have the opportunity to bounce back. Um, do or die, sink or swim, prove it, KB. Can, can you be here? Or can you not? So I think it's KB. Yeah, like so many good vibes, such great productivity. People thinking he'd be Debo Samuel 2.0 on the Patriots. He was one of the two guys who really showed up in the Buffalo ass-whipping playoff game a year and a half ago. Can he get back to where he was? Can he actually surge past that and become not just an integral part of this team, but maybe 
beyond as well. Should he play well enough to get offered a deal, stick around with the Pats and want to be part of the turnaround? Good job, Mike. Good job, Andy. There we go, boys. Mike, that was your first Six Rings in Football Things podcast. Now we're in the postgame. How are we feeling? Excellent. Ready to now roll. Go. Let's go Let's to the HR and talk about things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I feel triggered. That was a really intense yeah. first word. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just it was great, but to, yeah, like you said, Andy, do you guys know where the HR HR office is? Uh, right? <laughs> exactly. No, it's great. Oh, dude, you did a great job, man. I'm That's awesome. As are as are we, and you know, people will have vacations during the summer. Mike is going to be contributing from down at the stadium with reports and segments until he gets his own Patriots thing fired up and running. Prior to the season as well, he'll be a member of this particular community and podcast as well as everything Patriots and beyond at Weei and weei.com and you'll find him on the odyssey app as well once again give him a follow at mike cadlick here on at six rings pod please rate review subscribe and share we'll be back in a couple of days with another episode full of lord knows what but we are here for you to try to get the positive sports train back on track in boston for producer justin turpin and everyone at weei odyssey and 2400 sports andy mike cadlick and fitzy this has been six rings and football things we will talk to you soon, everybody. Great job, Mike. Take care, folks. Good day. God bless. And as always, go Pats.